It's Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, and it's a special program today. Publisher Michelle Cobb is joining me, and we're here to talk about Sync Audiobooks for Teens. It just started, and if you're not familiar with the program, you should be. Every summer, Audiophile partners with publishers and Overdrive to bring free listening access to teens around the globe. And this year, we have 26 titles available over 13 weeks, and we are excited to be using Sora, the student reading app from Overdrive. Now, it's a new process this year, so you'll want to make sure you and any teens you encourage to participate to follow these simple steps. First, go to audiobooksync.com and register for Sync with your email. Even if you already use Sora, you'll need to register for Sync. If you haven't downloaded it before, get the Sora app from the Apple app or the Google Play Store. Then go to Sora and search for Audiobook Sync as your school. Next, you'll want to borrow the titles into your Audiobook Sync shelf. You have from midnight every Thursday to 11.59.59 p.m., that's all in Eastern Time, the following Wednesday to borrow these titles. Once you've borrowed the titles, you can listen to them on any device. But just be sure not to do an early return or you'll lose access to the titles. The program launched yesterday, April 30th, so you still have plenty of time to participate. And this week's titles are Monday's Not Coming by Tiffany D. Jackson, read by Imani Parks, and The 57 Bus by Dashka Slater, read by Robin Miles. These are available through May 6th. But let's talk now, Michelle, about a few key titles from later in the summer, because I know I know you have your finger on the pulse of this. So what, what do we have to look forward to? Well, from May 21st to May 27th, that's week four of the SYNC program, we've got Sisters Matsumoto by Philip Kahn Gotanda, performed by a full cast. This is from LA Theatre Works, so they actually record live in front of an audience. So this is a play. It's set in Stockton, California in 1945, and three sisters are returning home after years in a Japanese internment camp. Uh. And you can imagine the, the transition home is not necessarily smooth. With their parents no longer alive, it really just seems like every step of the journey home is fraught with issues, but there is a sense of levity throughout the play, which is lovely. So it sounds like it's a combination of issues, but stories at the same time. It's not just hammering home issues. Exactly. And as a full cast production performed in front of a live audience, it also has a live Foley artist on stage. So there is a rich soundscape that beautifully sets the scene. And you can hear the process that goes into making these titles because there's a real value to rehearsal. The interactions between the actors are very intimate and emotional, and it's something that you don't get from many multicast productions. Uh, one thing I love about audio theater works is that it's performed in front of an audience, and you can hear the audience reaction. And having spoken to several actors who've performed with LA Theater Works, they talk about how they can feed off the audience, and you can actually hear it in their performance. Exactly. And one thing I really loved about this production 
is that, as with many of the LA Theatre Works productions, it includes a post-show discussion with George Takai of Star Trek fame, the playwright himself, and the director, who was Tim Dang. Well, why don't we hear a little clip now? Do you have to set this up for us? I do. This is a clip of Keiko Agena as Rose, the youngest sister, and Kurt Kanazawa as Henry, her very shy love interest. And I especially love the performance of these two actors, their feelings about their current situation and each other. They come through really honestly, and it's quite compelling. Okay, here we go. This is The Sisters Matsumoto, and it's an L.A. Theatre Works production of the play by Philip Kahn Gotanda. Now, we've been having a lot of trouble with two spotted mites on the strawberries. They live on the underside of leaves, kind of reddish in color. And the normal way to treat that is to spray DDT on the plants. (laughs) Uh, The problem is that DDT is just poison, basically, and I don't care to put that on the berries because you end up eating some of it. So I was trying to think of a way to get the two spotted mites off that wouldn't poison the strawberries. So I invented this. Oh. (laughs) See, you just go from plant to plant and vacuum the leaves. I made a new head to accommodate the leaves and adapt the suction so that it would pull the mites off but not damage the plants. Does it work? Oh, it works. (laughs) It's just a little slow compared to spraying. Uh, I set aside about a quarter of an acre to experiment with no DDT, just the old... uh, Two-spotted mite eater. (laughs) See if I can uh, harvest a whole crop of strawberries that's poison-free. They both sound so young and sweet. Yes, and you get a sense of the whole thing, the sound effects, the acting, the audience reaction, so you can really understand what it's like to be a part of this live performance, which is lovely. And this is going to be available week four of Sync Audiobooks for teens. That's correct, starting May 21st. And it's the Sisters Matsumoto. It's an L.A. Theater Works production. The play is by Philip Kahn Gotanda. Okay, and what else is coming up? What else do we have to look forward to this summer? Well, one of the titles that we have in July, starting July 23rd, is Kindred by Octavia E. Butler, read by Kim Stoughton. Ah, now that is a powerful combination. I don't like science fiction at all, with the single exception of Octavia Butler. (laughs) Well, this is actually known as the first science fiction written by a black woman, and it was published in 1979, but it very much resonates today as it did then, which is one of the things I loved about this book. Mm -hmm. And Kim Staunton, of course, is a wonderful actor on stage and on screen. Yeah, and she's only narrated about 25 audiobooks. But when I heard this, I certainly wish she had narrated more or that she would narrate more now. And her portrayal of the main character, whose name is Dana, is especially good. Tell me a little bit about the plot. Well, Dana moves into a new apartment with her husband. She gets dizzy, and suddenly she goes back in time into a much harsher world of slavery and oppression in the South in the 1800s. Oh, my God. Yes. That's a journey. It it is, and the book is jumping back and forth through the time periods, and eventually her husband, Kevin, actually leaps through time with her, though they are not always together in the 1800s. So it's a lot. It's very dense and intriguing, and it's definitely going to keep you on the edge of your seat. 
It sounds like it would, it would be just amazingly heavy just seems so trite a word, but just so all encompassing the idea of, you know, waking up and finding yourself enslaved. Totally. Okay, so are we going to hear a little bit of this now? Yeah, let's plunge right in with the negative repercussions of time travel that present kind of a a new challenge for our heroine. Okay, here we go. This is Kindred by Octavia E. Butler, read by Kim Staunton. I lost an arm on my last trip home, my left arm, and I lost about a year of my life and much of the comfort and security I had not valued until it was gone. When the police released Kevin... He came to the hospital and stayed with me so that I would know I hadn't lost him, too. But before he could come to me, I had to convince the police that he did not belong in jail. That took time. The police were shadows who appeared intermittently at my bedside to ask me questions I had to struggle to understand. How did you hurt your arm? they asked. Who hurt you? My attention was captured by the word they used, hurt, as though I'd scratched my arm. Didn't they think I knew it was gone? Accident, I heard myself whisper. It was an accident. Okay, she lost an arm? Yes. And she lost it via time traveling? Yep, you know, it's like in the wall back in the 1800s. Oh, my Lord. That's Octavia Butler for you. You never know what's coming. You do not. Okay, and this book, as you said, is going to be available July 23rd through the 29th, and it's Kindred by Octavia E. Butler, read by Kim Staunton. Yes, that's the 13th and final week of the program, so join us now and get lots of books throughout the whole season. And people can go to audiobooksync.com, and they can register there, but also get all the information about the program at that site. Absolutely. Just follow the instructions. And if you have any trouble, send an email to synchelp at audiophilemagazine.com. Okay, that's great. Thank you so much. And uh, happy summer to you. You too. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Blackstone Publishing. It's the publisher of the Watership Down audiobook, Richard Adams' classic tale, and it's read by Peter Capaldi. Behind the Mic is produced by Jessica Lockhart. Robin Witten, Michelle Cobb, and Emily Connolly are contributors. Jennifer Dow is our editor. The music is William Ross Chernoff's Nomads, Four Way. And I'm your host, Joe Reed. Good listening.